Before we begin this episode, I want to note that my conversation with goalkeeper Chris Toth was recorded prior to the murder of George Floyd that took place on May 25th while in police custody. I want it to be known that hashtag spread the sand and full on beach soccer supports the Black Lives Matter movement and wish to encourage my listeners to better educate themselves on how to fight anti-black racism. Visit blacklivesmatter.com to learn how you can stand up against the oppression and remember, all lives don't matter until Black Lives Matter. How's it going, everybody? Welcome back to Hashtag Spread the Sand. My name is Dylan Thompson. Uh, with me today, I have our first goalkeeper, Chris Toth. Chris, how you doing? I'm doing well, man. Thanks for having me. No, thanks for taking the time out of your, well, maybe not as busy schedule, I'd imagine. <laughs> yeah, definitely. We got, you know, got plenty of time. So for all of you who don't know and who are listening, um, Chris Toth is the United States Beach Soccer National Team goalie, uh, as well as the goalie for the Ontario Fury and the MASL. So Chris, if you want to talk a little bit about the, your experience with the MASL and how does that line up, I guess, indoor arena soccer with beach soccer? Uh, yeah, so, you know, indoor soccer is a small-sided game, just like uh, beach soccer. It's uh, 6v6 rather than beach is 5v5, um, <clears throat> but there's a lot of similarities uh, to both games, especially for the goalkeeper position. Um, you know, for me, you know, you, you're using your feet constantly in indoor um, as well as in beach nowadays. Um, so for me, the transition is good, and it, it's a lot of the same kind of patterns that kind of, you know, futsal blueprint um you know kind of for both games um so uh the transition for me understanding the movements and the patterns and just kind of the way the game is played was was a pretty easy transition how were you kind of introduced to beach soccer um what did that timeline look like were you just you know getting a bunch of guys together playing in maybe one of the local tournaments at first or you know how did that start for you yeah, so there was a local tournament here in San Diego that took place on Fiesta Island, and uh, the San Diego Soccers actually put in a team, and I was playing with the Soccers, and it was, I don't know, maybe my second year with them, um, but they put in a reserve team, and I ended up playing with the reserve team, and uh, Nick Pereira was actually on that team with me as well, and uh, we played the tournament with the reserve team. Uh, we got eliminated, uh, but the Soccers ended up playing the U.S. Uh, team that was actually there. Uh, they were preparing for the Miami cup that was going to come in like two weeks. And, you know, Nick kind of shined and, and scored quite a few goals um, with the reserve team. Uh, As he does. Yeah. And uh, the national team actually got eliminated by another local team of like Brazilians, you know, and uh, so the soccer's ended up winning the tournament. Um, so the following weekend uh, was the Oceanside tournament, the beach soccer championships. And, uh, I ended up playing with the soccers um, for that tournament and Nick actually was invited to play with the national team. And so we ended up going to the final and the soccers, we ended up beating the national team in the final in the Oceanside tournament. And then kind of after that, the Miami cup came up. Um, I wasn't on that trip, but Nick had gone and they played Spain, uh, uh, Mexico and Brazil and and won two of those games against Spain and Mexico. Um, and then there was another trip kind of after that uh, down in Marida in Mexico. And uh, uh, Nick kind of 
was talking to the coach, Eddie Soto, at the time and uh, said, hey, you know, uh, I got a goalie that that's, you know, that could be good and you should, you know, give him a shot. And so uh, I ended up going on that trip and uh, that's kind of when my opportunity came and I just kind of fell in love with the sport, you know, kind of before then uh, and just capitalized on it. So it sounds like the San Diego Soccer's another MASL uh, arena team really should have been doubling a beach soccer team this entire time, having a bunch of success with that, having you guys win, you know, back-to-back tournaments. Um, but along with that, footwork is huge in beach soccer for goalies. Um, a lot more so, I would say, to be utilized as another weapon on the field. Uh, was footwork always something that you worked on since you were young? Was it something that, you know, you saw beach soccer goalies doing and you wanted to kind of, you know, hone up your skills? Like, how did that come along for you? I have always played on the field and I've always done goalkeeping. Um, and there was a big decision in my life that I had to make um, to play either in goal or on the field, uh, a health uh, condition that I was born with. So I've had I had a open heart surgery when I was first born. And then uh, I was always playing soccer all the way up until my sophomore year in high school. And uh, at that time, I was presented that I had another problem with uh, my artery, my pulmonary artery, which was narrow in a spot. And so, uh, you know, I had to go in and, and do a bunch of tests and uh, some uh, catheterizations where they go through your leg and they try to do uh, a procedure without cutting you open. Um, and that, that failed. So then the next option was to replace my pulmonary artery in a small section. Um, so the talks that we kind of had before that was, uh, you know, if we do this surgery, you should be good to play soccer, you know. So I was like, all right, well, I'm doing it. So we did it did the surgery. Um, you know, everything went fine. Uh, but then after the surgery, you know, all the doctors, I, I, what I was told was there was eight doctors in a room and, uh, you know, they, uh, talked about, you know, can Chris play on the field or can he play in goal? And, you know, half of them said no to the field and half of them said yes to goal. So I was, that was good enough for me. As long as I could still play soccer, I was happy. And I have already had a lot of experience in goal but I was at the time playing on the field um like my freshman and you know I didn't play my sophomore year due to the surgery but uh you know I was on the field and so I went back to goal um and I always had good feet I always did um I mean in possessions that we would do at practice I would be you know dribbling the ball and making passes like the I used to play center mid. And I used to play forward and I used to play winger. I used to play center back. I used to play right back, left back. I played every position. Um, and it's huge utility player. Yeah. <laughs> so for me, it was actually really good to get all that knowledge, you know, kind of knowing what each position takes and knowing the roles um, of each one. And so now when I kind of, you know, when I'm playing in goal, I, you know, somebody will come and pressure me and it's just like, man, you know, I, I used to play midfield and you wouldn't panic. So why should I panic when I'm in goal, you know? So uh, that's kind of where that all came about. Um, but then, you know, as soon as beach, you know, started, I started watching some film and, and seeing how goalkeepers would play. But the thing is, is kind of when I was introduced to the sport, there wasn't a whole lot of goalies that were playing with their feet. It was more of like the ball would be on the ground and they'd flick it and pass it um, as, is what I saw a lot of not, not as, as, much as today's game where you see a lot of goalkeepers taking the ball out of the air and then going down and scoring. 
um, when I started, you didn't see a whole lot of that. So I kind of just, you know, being that I played indoor and was on the ball quite a bit, um, you know, I learned, okay, well, there's this box here, this invisible line. I'll just get outside this box and play as an extra player as I do in indoor. Um, so I just kind of started doing that. But then I, you know, I had to learn the technical uh, aspects of the game, flipping the ball, you know, and then after, once I got that down, um, it was like, okay, well, now I'm an extra number, you know, uh, if they come and press, I just play the ball there. And guess what, we're up numbers on the side or, you know, whatever the case may be. Um, and then shooting and all that kind of came way down the road uh, a bit. But uh, yeah, it was just kind of getting that down and, and learning how to just kind of play calmly out of the air even when you're pressured that's that's an amazing story man like for the fact that you know you were able to overcome that like I think in, a, in an interview I watched of you recently you had said you know they had told you you wouldn't be able to play sports or you would potentially be able to play sports and I think your response back was what's life without sport or something along those lines and you've really kind of proved that now and the fact i mean look at the accolades you just received just this year um goalkeeper of the year for the masl um all masl first team and this isn't the first time you've gotten goalkeeper of the year to my understanding i think you got it in 2016 2017 um so you've been able to push yourself even after not necessarily the doubts, but the worries that people had, you know, it's something that you were passionate enough about to continue to pursue. And I want to definitely uh, commend you on that. That's awesome. Yeah, man. I appreciate it. Uh, you know, I think for somebody that's had two open heart surgeries, I'm doing pretty good. <laughs> yeah, no doubt for sure. Um, so kind of moving forward with that, your father being kind of a big part of, you know, your soccer career, I would imagine. You talk a little bit about how him and your grandfather played goalie uh, and that kind of maybe influenced you a little bit. Um, your father's being Hungarian, correct? Yes, he's Hungarian. Was he? Did he go on the trip with you when you all went to um, Hungary for the beach soccer league that you and Nick participated in? Did he get to go with you for that? Yeah, so I've, I went twice. Um, the first time I went, my dad came with me, and the second time that's when Nick came and my dad also came. Uh, on that trip as well. Um, but yes, he was probably more excited than we were to go. <laughs> so how, how, how was that feeling being able to go there? Um, another country where I would imagine beach soccer is more prevalent if they have these kind of leagues. Um, how was that feeling, you know, playing on a different team, gaining that experience playing abroad? Oh, it was a big feeling. I, it was special. Um, especially the first time I went, uh, just because, you know, my dad in Hungary is like a, a celebrity. Um, and I'm talking like <laughs> a big, big time celebrity there. Like, I, I mean, we were walking through some streets in this city and some guy was on his bicycle just searching the, the town for my dad because he heard he was there. And <laughs> we went into a, like a little bar and he's there chatting his ear off for like two hours. So anyway, for me going That's there awesome. and playing and, and, you know, when I before I even arrived, there was already like publicity about me, you know, being because I'm Zoli's son. Um, so for me to go there, uh, you know, there was some pressure already just because there was high expectation. Um, but, you know, being that he was there and both times I went, we won the championship. It was it was really something special. I'm sure your dad had a little more swagger about him. Yeah, that's my son. No big deal. Type two. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, he had his buddies there that he hadn't seen in so long. And, you know, they they had never seen me play because, you know, I've only been there a few times, but not 
one other time previously to go play, but you know, that was not, it wasn't beach, but uh, yeah, they, you know, he was kind of probably showing me off a bit. <laughs> so you, you know, you humbly said that y'all won the two times that you've been there, but let's talk a little bit about the most recent time in which you had to make a game tying free kick in the last, I think 4.4 seconds is what you told me. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we were in the, the championship game of the Hungarian beach soccer league. And uh, it's pretty funny because it was a, it was a really good team that we were playing against, but we had a really loaded team and, and I had brought Nick um, to Hungary, you know, and, and they were really excited to have Nick there. You know, they got this big guy up top. That's, you know, one of the best players in the world. So they were really excited. Um, so the semifinal game, Nick actually ended up sitting because you can only play three foreigners and we ended up having five foreigners. And so Nick was really upset about it. Um, but you know, we, the coach who was Bruno Malias, who's an excellent, excellent person and coach, but anyway, um, knew, you know, he wanted to rest Nick and, and keep him fresh because he knew the game, the final was going to be tough. Um, so the next day, you know, the final comes and Nick gets a red card in the first period. So he's gone. He's out. Um, so the game's pretty tight. Uh, I, I believe it was 3-3 three, three, and they had gone up 4-3. Um, and it, it was pretty late, but they'd gone up. And I remember the ball had come into the corner and I kind of I made like a high, a high catch. You know, the ball was up in the air and I, I came out and collected it. And as I was going to chuck the ball forward just for like a Hail Mary, you know, um, their, one of their players just kind of got in my way and just kind of obstructed me. So, you know, the referee, boom, foul. So <laughs> I'm like, okay, well, you know, I'm just going to try to put this thing on frame. You know, maybe I'll just try to pass it or maybe I'll shoot. I don't know. Um, it's just kind of all going through my mind at the time, you know, what, what to say. Well, and th that player probably thinks he's a hero. He just, he just of course. a free kick rather than throwing the ball. Of course. The chances of this to, to score, like, slim to none. And I'm in the very, like, I'm staying right next to the corner flag. That's where the ball is. So behind me is my dad, his friends, and Nick stand right, right there behind me as well. And he's saying, you know, hey, Chris, just pass it on the ground. Just pass it on the ground, you know. And I'm like. I'm not going to listen to this guy. This guy just got a red card. You know what I mean? So I'm like, all right, I'm just going to hit technique here. Just get it on frame and you never know. So boom, I hit it. And right when I left my foot, I was like, oh man, that looks pretty good. And it just took a nice little bounce in front of the keeper. It went in. We tied the game 4-4. We go into overtime. We get a PK. We win the game. And that was it. <laughs> that's that's insane. Oh my. So when, when you hit it, is it similar to when you shoot a basketball and you kind of just know that it's going in or you just get that good feeling? Is that the feeling you're talking about? Yeah. I think everybody, you know, that plays soccer, you know, they know when they hit a good ball, right? They know that yeah. feeling like, Ooh, that, For that sure. connected really nicely. And that, that's kind of what it was in that goal, um, <clears throat> which was really similar to the goal that I scored in Japan or against Japan in the world cup. Uh, right when it like, leaves your foot, you're just like, okay, you know, this, this ball has been hit pretty well. So how, how was that feeling segueing into that? Obviously not the results we wanted to get, but you know, that atmosphere playing against some of the best players in the world. How was that feeling for you? It, it's a really special thing. If you can represent your country on that sort of platform, you know, being a world cup, it, it's a, it's a real honor. Um, as far as the results and all that. Yeah. You know, we didn't have the best, uh, 
you know, best performance uh, in, in terms of points and going through and whatnot. But the experience will never be forgotten. And uh, all the preparation that was put in before, um, just in all the, the training camps that we did, you know, going to t- back to Tahiti to have some friendlies there and going to Italy and just the camps that were, you know, local here in like Huntington Beach and, and just the stuff that I would do on my own. Um, the memories I created just with my dad training every day for, you know, two months pretty much every single day just trying to prepare. Um, you know, those things won't, won't ever be forgotten. I mean, that's definitely how you become one of the best players in the world, as you did top 50, I think, right? You and Nick claiming top 50 against a lot of the great European players as well. Yeah, we've been nominated in that, I think, the last uh, four years, um, top 50. So that's also a really, really cool achievement, um, especially for the U.S., you know, to have two two Americans in that. It's, it's, it's a real honor. Coming back to Hungary for a second, I, I do want to talk about uh, the Balton Cup that y'all ended up winning as a group. I know this was, you know, one of a couple of series of events that y'all had attended that you were you were doing so well and you were dominating play, feeling good. And it, it, it was just amazing to watch from a fan's perspective. If you want to talk a little bit about, you know, what you all had mindset-wise going into that, I know that, if I'm not mistaken, it was a, a camp that kind of got the guys together for that event and then y'all went. If you want to talk a little bit about that experience um, going into it. Sure. Yeah. Um, so what had happened was uh, I actually reached out uh, to the to Hungarians that I had a connection with anyway, um, kind of before I did the whole Hungary trip with their uh, with the team there and asked about the Balaton Cup because it was already being talked about. So I said, hey, you know, would, would you guys be interested in having us there? And so they said yes. And bam, the invitation was sent to U.S. Soccer. And so then I started putting the plan together with Nick and I going there about, you know, three weeks early and playing in the Hungarian Beach Soccer League and already training and being on the time and whatnot. Um, So we were already there. Um, The rest of the team, they were preparing, you know, back home. I think they uh, prepared, I want to say they were in Florida for a few days and then they flew out um, to Hungary and met us. But kind of before that, that tournament, the team was kind of in like, you know, we weren't really winning a whole lot of games. I think we were on a, a pretty long losing streak, you know, maybe six games. I don't know. I'd have to check. But anyway, we weren't winning often. And uh, the way the tournament was laid out is we were playing Japan first, who was, you know, ranked number nine at the time. Um, and then after that, we were playing Hungary, you know, the host who's, you know, you're usually the host, you know, you, you lose to the host. And then we were playing Czech after that. Um, so they really kind of lined up the tournament being Japan versus Hungary as the final. Um, well, that all changed when we decided to beat Japan in the first game, which was an incredible game. Um, you know, we uh, Japan's an excellent, excellent team with, you know, if not the best player in the world. Um, and, uh, you know, we, we did a really good job of just, you know, playing – our style of play and defending and working for each other. And as soon as we won that game, there were, there was a lot, a lot of confidence and the locker room just after felt like we had already won the tournament because we had beaten Japan and that, that momentum and confidence just kind of translated and just went to the next game. You know, we played hungry after and we were, we were all over hungry and then check, we, we demolished check. Um, and you know, we won the tournament. So I, I, I really think that, uh, you know, us beating Japan in that first game was big, but I also think that the preparation um, 
not only that the team had um, back home, but also with Nick and I kind of already being there and, and playing for already three weeks in, in you know, high-level games, you know, it all kind of came together and, and really helped. Shook your jet lag, too, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> kind of talking about, you know, the tournaments that you've played in in the United States and the tournaments you've obviously played with the national team or with other teams um, overseas, what do you notice is, is different in those atmospheres? Can you talk a little bit about that? As far as the game being played here um, in the U.S. versus overseas? You know, a lot of people see it from the forefront. When I was first watching beach soccer on the professional level, um, a lot of it was, from my perspective, shaken up as soon as a team walked on the court with Barcelona jerseys and the, they're not letting the ball touch the ground. Yeah. Versus, you know, everyone's play style. A lot of the goalies that I'd watched, too, when I was younger – you know, they weren't doing the footwork that you mentioned now. They were, as soon as they were shot stoppers or picking up the ball and heaving it downfield right away. Yeah. You know, there wasn't a lot of composure or patience. And, you know, not to their fault either. They, that, that's just what they were used to, the pace of the game, especially with people coming at them. So um, maybe a little bit about how that's changed in your eyes in the United States, as well as, you know, from what you've seen around. Yeah. So in the U.S., beach soccer is kind of like a brand new sport. Um Although, you know, some of us have been playing it for a long time, but it's really just now kind of starting to to get a lot of attention um, and people are starting to catch on. It's not like there's leagues and stuff, you know, in the U.S. for, for young kids to play. Um, there's just these local tournaments. Um, in Europe, you know, there's a lot of beach soccer kind of going on. They're ahead of us. Um, but the way they play over there is really, really technical um, and tactical. I mean, they go over pattern play quite a bit um so there's a a system and it also kind of depends a little bit on their goalkeeper as well um if their goalkeeper is good with the feet well then maybe they're coming out and they're using the goalie more if the goalie is not so good at the feet okay well the pattern changed we're gonna throw the ball to here or there and we're gonna do this type of pattern um so it's very tactical and super super technical um for the u.s the one thing that we have is our athletic ability here in the U S is second to none. I mean, we have a lot, a lot of athletes um, and we can run and we can, you know, we can fight and we can defend. Um, the one thing that we kind of don't have that they have over us is a lot of the technical ability that those guys have. You know, you look at a Brazil, it's like you can go down the depth chart that they have. And I mean, <laughs> you'll get to a, a number, I don't know where, but deep down and every single one of those guys can play. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. So for us, I just see that the te the technical aspect, um, it, it's there, but it could be better. Um, and also tactically sometimes, you know, like we, futsal and stuff as well, like we're not totally, you know, on the same page as the whole rest of the world with futsal. And, you know, beach soccer is pretty much, a lot of futsal patterns just on the sand. So you can kind of see where I'm going, the tactical aspect on the sand, and then you got to have the technical part as well to kind of have them, you know, mesh together. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's kind of the main, the main thing that I see. That's legit in terms of opening up space for each other. Um, like you had mentioned being, you know, essentially a fifth field player, you're drawing in an attacker who then opens up whatever side of the field, you know, you have a free player. So a lot of that technical play, um, I think that's what a lot of people are lacking. And 
I think, but that's exciting to think about that, you know, we're putting players up that are competing against these teams. You know, yeah, we're able to use our physicality or athleticism, but I mean, I definitely have seen a lot of great technical play from the United States national team. Um, and I've definitely seen a lot of it through players going through these big tournaments. So it's definitely encouraging to see um, us kind of get up there with some of the better teams, I would say. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we've, I think we've done a good job that the U S team is only getting better. Um, you know, as, as with, when I've been with the team, you know, um, <laughs> that I've seen, we've been getting better. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, we want this to continue in the future to keep getting better. So that's, that for me would be like, you know, if I was, you know, doing a camp or something and the kids wanted to play beach soccer, I'd be like, man, you know, we got to work on some technical things. We, you know, this is how you play the game. You just want to teach it that way they get it at a young age and you're, you know, you're, you're developing even more. I've talked a lot of my guests about how for field players, beach translates for their game on any other surface. How do you feel being a goalkeeper on the sand has translated for you in arena? I mean, you have played on grass, so even grass. Like, how do you feel that that's translated for you as a goalkeeper? Oh, it's been great. I mean, when you have a ball on the sand and you're getting pressured and you can get out of that pressure on the sand, I mean, that just, for me, the indoor game slows down. The outdoor game slows down dramatically. I mean, outdoor you got so much time and space for a goalkeeper, but an indoor, you know, it's very similar to beach, but when the ball can just roll and I don't need to scoop it and I don't need to control it out of the air, like, wow, I got all this time to, to make a decision here. <laughs> like it, it really does help. Um, especially the technical part, just having a clean touch, um, being able to bring things down, you know, if, it, if somebody plays me a bad ball in indoor, you know, it's like not a big deal anymore where sometimes you'll get a goalkeeper where the ball, you know, somebody plays in the air and they don't know what to do. They just kick it out of bounds, you know. Um, but beach definitely um, has helped me in that aspect. And not having to wash sand out of your face every time you go down for a ball or anything like that, I imagine would be another plus. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely. Well, Chris, man, I appreciate your time. Uh, again, we talked a little bit about this prior to the interview, but um, definitely a shame with COVID coming in and kind of ruining sports across, you know, the world, but definitely want to commend again, you for all your accolades this season, as well as the ones that I'm sure you'll make in the future. And I really hope that, you know, I get to see you at another beat soccer event sometime soon. Hopefully we get away from, you know, all these isolations and everything. Yeah. Well, I really appreciate you having me on. Um, I think it's a really cool thing with what you're doing and, uh, yeah, hope to see you soon out there. Sounds good, man. Stay safe, Chris. Appreciate you. All right.